All right, it's time, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Here we are again with another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm Andrew for America. And my fellow Americans, last episode, we talked about Rudolf Steiner and spirit science and um, continuing to pursue the spiritual life, developing uh, the sense of a soul, compassion, love. We talked about idiot, stupid human beings and the differences between the smartest and the stupidest amongst us. Um, And I'm going to continue with some of those thoughts today. Last episode, I told you guys to go uh, research the Waldorf School, and I actually went and researched it a little bit, and I just decided I'm going to talk about it today because I think it's pretty cool and uh, very interesting, very fascinating subject matter I find that my listeners would probably be interested in. But before I get to all that, I want to touch on a few things that are recent current events, and I want to touch on some things that I just recently talked about in previous podcasts. Um, I told you last episode about those two Facebook dudes that were talking shit to me in the Facebook, uh, or no, I'm sorry, the punk rock pages on the social medias. And I was wondering if they got mad at me because I crucified Karl Marx two episodes ago. <laughs> Uh, I realized that I, I played the clip from Milton Friedman and Ayn Rand at the end of that episode, and obviously when these guys were saying that they went and did, uh, oh, I did some investigating to find out who this douche nozzle was, they really just looked at my last episode. They saw that the first episode that I was talking about was destroying probably their, you know, progressive left-wing fearer, <laughs> Karl Marx. <laughs> Heil Marx. Man, the feeble mind on some of these people out in the world. It's hilarious. It just, it makes me smile. It makes me cry too. But, you know, sometimes you got to laugh at it. You got to laugh at the circus. You got to laugh at the show. Right? The freak show, in the words of Mr. George Carlin. Um, But I wanted to read this to you guys. A few episodes ago, I told you guys about Zygmunt Brzezinski and his daughter Mika. Uh, Mika Brzezinski, who's famous for saying on mainstream media news network, I think it's MSN, be wrong, that we tell you what to think, quote unquote. Little Freudian slip from Mika. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Maybe I'll play the clip later. But I wanted to read this to you. This is from her father, Zygmunt Brzezinski, Zygmunt, whatever, that I introduced to you on a previous podcast, and he, uh, in 1972, was quoted as saying this, Shortly, the public will be unable to reason or think for themselves. They'll only be able to parrot the information they've been given on the previous night's news. Unquote. You think this guy isn't a big proponent of mind control? Media manipulation, the tell-lie vision, lying to you, making you believe absurdities, 
so that they can go out into the world and commit atrocities. So there, a little bit more from old Zygmunt Brzezinski, big club member, world planner. Probably not on the good guys team, as far as all the secret societies go. Here's another one I wanted to read to you guys. Dude, this is from Nikita Khrushchev, people. And when I read this to you, I want you to think about Yuri Bezmenov, also known as KGB guy, that I have talked about repeatedly on this show. I love it. You know, some of these people are like, oh, how come these right-wingers and these libertarians are, uh, they hate uh, communism so much? It's like, I don't know, history? You fucking imbecile morons? I don't know. Actual history and reality that occurred in this world before you came? Into this world. Oh. The cult of anti-intellectualism. It just makes me sick. And it never goes away people. It never goes away. It'll always be there to piss you off. Listen to this. Khrushchev. 61 years ago said. Communism will bury you. This is a sobering reminder almost exactly 60 years ago since Russia's Nikita Khrushchev delivered this. Do you remember this entire quote from September 29th, 1959? Go look it up and keep KGB guy Yuri Bezmenov in your mind when I read you this. Quote, your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright. Oh, no, no, no. But we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are not willing to work, I'm sorry, who are willing to work, and give it to those who would not. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work. And give to those who would not. Further examples. Further mental ammunition. Further information. Important historical realities. Is what I'm giving you on this show. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe. I'm not the media. I'm Andrew for America, and I am for America. And if you live in this country, I would think that you should also be for America. Right? Here's a quote from Samuel Adams. Not the beer. <laughs> the founding father. Neither the wisest constitution nor the wisest laws 
will secure the liberty and happiness of a people whose manners are universally corrupt. People. I'm not the only one saying this stuff. Go look at your history. I'm not some right-wing libertarian tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist nut job. Half the stuff I'm telling you guys about on the show is actual historical reality. Okay? Like it or not. I'm in a mood because I'm so sick and tired of some of you fucking moron idiots running around this country, running your mouths like you know everything and you don't know shit. You haven't even begun your quest. I got a song called Untitled Fight Song in my old band, The Launch. I'll play it for you here. In fact, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's going to be my, my song for the day. I'm going to play you guys a really shitty recording of my band, my old band, The Launch's song, Untitled Fight Song. And I'm going to read the lyrics to you. Here we go. They say to trust the system, telling everyone how they should live. But they keep the truth amongst themselves, then close the door, don't lock it. I want in. I can't wait another day. I've had it up to here. There's no excuse to not resist. Don't you want your life to stand for something? I refuse to wait one minute more. Because I know my enemy. And I've found the remedy. I never know when or where it should begin. But I'll find a way. I will find a way. Pitch black... Your lights go out again. And I'm not playing around. Because I know my enemy. For years I've done the research. Always ending up where I began. Then I tell myself that life is short. So don't worry man. Just have a little fun. But then the truth keeps laughing in my face. It's telling me to spread the message of the free. They say if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Oh yeah, I know my enemy, and I've found new energy. I never know when or where it should begin. I look around at this world I'm living in. Open your eyes so you can see and save liberty. This song is dedicated to the revolutionaries out there. This song is called Untitled Fight Song by Andrew for America and Minneapolis's own The Launch.
people that was a butt ugly shit recording <laughs> i forgot how shitty that recording was ah whatever you guys get the point i wanted to play it for you close enough for punk rock baby right that was my song untitled fight song by the band the launch and oh i just wanted to yell a little bit today i want to get some of that off my chest um Let's move on. So, uh, pfft, have you guys heard of the Travis Scott concert yet? I bet you have. <laughs> it's everywhere. Uh, what are my thoughts on this? Okay, here's... First thing... The first story I even heard about this show had conspiracy theory... Conspiracy theory, esoteric, Freemason connotations attached to it before I even heard a story about what exactly had happened, what the deal was, why it was so understaffed, why there was all this, um, you know, whatever thousands upon thousands of people were let in that shouldn't have been there or it was too crowded. And I heard they didn't have the services to Whatever I don't know I don't I didn't hear the whole story I've heard, I've seen a bunch of videos I saw the videos of everyone in, in daylight getting crushed and you know trying to leave through the fence that broke open so uh, apparently that was happening when it was still light out but everyone was saying that once it turned dark and all the 
the demonic imagery and you know uh travis scott had a uh see you on the other side thing through a portal and when the portal opened oh there was this weird energy and the frequencies were bringing out evil energy and blah 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 i don't know if i believe all that shit maybe maybe okay i'm not gonna say no i'm not gonna say that wasn't what was going on maybe okay but if you look at the flyer with the hands with the single eye in it when you when you compare it to imagery found in freemason textbooks the wide open skull mouth that apparently was a portal between one world and this world whatever you know the all seeing eye the, you know there apparently there was some some freemason and some occult symbolism in there i saw some guy comment on uh, social media he said uh just so everybody knows i am a freemason and we do not agree with or condone uh what travis scott did or what you know you know we're not claiming that what he did was you know freemasonry or occult satanic demonic ritual uh obviously they're gonna say that you know pfft, come on you know i just recently was hearing about the hidden hand you know, Fauci, when he first uh, came out to give a speech about COVID, he put his hand in his jacket. The the old uh, Freemason hidden hand thing. Uh, some people do it with the devil horns of Satan poking out. I don't know. I don't know if I believe all that stuff. That stuff is a little conspiracy theory far-fetched for me. But you never know. You never know. It might be absolute truth and fact. But it's just hidden. Hence the word esoteric, hidden. Information that is only known by a small group. Information that is protected. So nobody's going to tell you that this is in fact a demonic, Freemasonic, devil-worshipping, ritual, energy, whatever. They're not going to just come out and say, yep, that's what we're doing. Obviously. So you can read into it, you know, if you really think that that's what Travis Scott was doing, whatever. It's tragic. You know, there's a lot of coincidence and a lot of symbolism with that story, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see uh, how it all pans out. Just wanted to touch on that because everybody in the free world's talking about it right now. It almost makes me wonder if, you know, they're focusing on these stories to distract us from uh, what they are doing behind closed doors. What isn't being covered in your favorite news media, right? Um, anyway, let's move on. I wanted to read this story to you too before I get into the Waldorf School stuff. Uh, so, you know, I always rail against socialism and communism and against government control and... Uh, you know, redistribution of wealth in the economy, control of the economy, etc. And a phrase I've often heard in the liberty community, and I love it, is, you know, people should choose charity. You don't need to have the government force you to be a decent person, right? Theoretically, morally, rationally, reasonably, you would think that if you want to help your neighbor, just go help your neighbor. Why do you have to have the government force people to help your neighbor? Why do you have to take from the rich and give to the poor? Why do you have to, you know, to 
everyone according to their need from everyone according to their ability. Why? I don't get it. Sounds fucking stupid when you really think about how that plays out, right? So I used to have this phrase, and the Liberty Movement kind of uses this phrase too, charity by choice and not by force. And if you follow me on social media, you've probably heard me bring this up before. So, and people are like, well, I don't understand. I don't have any examples of that. Well, one example of it is Dan Price. If you guys don't know who Dan Price is, he is a corporate CEO from Seattle. I forget what his company's called. But he is famous for choosing to be more charitable to his employees by giving them above a living wage and then some. And really investing in his staff, given some level of profit sharing. He's an example of maybe a left-leaning guy who is a capitalist and a successful one at that. And he claims that his his productivity uh, of his company and of his workers are actually better when you cultivate those people and pay them more, you know, over and above what they deserve. And if you can afford to do that, why, why wouldn't you? If you see the payoff and if that's how you feel, uh, that's what, you know, what you're doing is right. And you're not taking millions of dollars as a corporate CEO or a stakeholder off the top and letting your employees live at starvation wages and having to be on financial assistance like Walmart, you've heard. Their employees needed to be on assistance because they didn't get paid enough, right? You've heard these horror stories before. And part of that conversation, yes, does involve the fact that if the work and the skills required to do the job doesn't, you know, doesn't justify a higher wage, like if the if the labor is really worth so little on the labor market, yet some people choose to do it. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to tell people no? Don't come work for me at this wage just because you might have a a moral feeling of oh my god, it's not fair right? You lefties out there love, oh, it's just not fair that you're paid so little. Oh, God, you're flipping fucking burgers. Your skills are not sought after people. Man, this stuff just drives, it's so clear to me. I don't understand how it's not more clear to other people. But anyway, so the Dan Prices of the world, they're out there. There are good, decent, capitalist CEOs that take care of their employees in this world. They're out there, whether you want to believe it or not. Maybe not Jeff Bezos, maybe not, you know, uh, what's his name? Whoever owns Walmart, the Walton family, there we go. Um, you know, and these people that you've heard horror stories before, right? Well, anyway, take a listen to this. Uh, a group of investors buy an old hotel and transform it into 139 micro-apartments for the homeless. This is from Global Positive News. To provide housing and support to the homeless population of Denver, Colorado, in January 2020, after the recent urban camping ban, the uh, Colorado Coalition for the Homeless opened new affordable housing for unsheltered people, using funds from the city, state, and private organizations. The CCH transformed a local hotel... uh, Give me one second. A local hotel that was up for sale into a 139 mini apartment 
uh, for the homeless and named it Fusion Studios. Each room has its private bathroom, kitchenette, and is furnished with a mini refrigerator, microwave, table and chairs, dresser, bed, and TV. The residents pay only 30% of their monthly income in rent. Fusion Studios represents the best of what DHA's bond program is intended to deliver. Expanded and accelerated affordable housing options for Denver's most vulnerable populations through dedicated partners like the Coalition. Executive Director of Denver Housing Authority, Ishmael Guerrero, commented. So, a bunch of guys, with a little help from the government put their own money in out of the kindness of their hearts and you know maybe they'll get a return on investment maybe they did it out of the kindness of their hearts regardless of the reason the fact is that good decent people are out there in the world doing what they can to help the poorest and the most unfortunate in this country okay you don't need the government to get involved you don't need them to force you to be charitable if you have the means to take care of your neighbor, if you are a successful capitalist and you feel, you know, philanthropic and you want to go do something good for the less fortunate in your community, go do it. And people do it all the time. And you're probably not going to see it on your mainstream media news networks because that's against their narrative. They don't want you to know how many good, decent people are out there in the world. They want to keep you afraid. They want you to believe their narratives, their manipulated bullshit. But make no mistake about it, people. There are good, decent people in this world using the fruits of their capitalism to give back to others. And that's what the free market and capitalism and goodwill toward men is all about. And I really hope someday you progressive lefties get your heads out of your asses, grow up, wake up, take responsibility for your actions, stop making excuses for yourselves. You're not open-minded and you're not tolerant, regardless of what you tell yourself. Your inner monologue is lying to you. You are fucking brainwashed by left-wing media propaganda. They have a monopoly on information. For the most part, there are right-leaning sites out there, you know, and, and news organizations, obviously. But fair and balanced people, you're not getting that on the mainstream. You're going to have to go to alternative media for fair and balanced. And, you know, I'm not fair and balanced, I guess, completely. I definitely have a bias. We all have a bias. Everybody has a bias. But objective reporting and investigative journalism is exactly that. And anything that isn't that can't be called journalism and can't be called reporting, in my humble opinion. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get back into Rudolf Steiner, Anthroposophy, and the Waldorf School here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. So uh, I want to get into the Waldorf School. I'm sure you guys have heard of Waldorf Education. Uh, we have a Waldorf School here in Minneapolis. There's one in Denver. There's one in Philly, I think. There's Waldorf Schools all over the place. And the Waldorf Education uh, method or system, I guess you could say, originated with Mr. Rudolf Steiner that we talked about in the last episode. And there's so many interesting commonalities between the history of the Waldorf education story and uh, some of the things that are happening in modern day America that I wanted to go over and point out. So here we go. Waldorf education, also known as Steiner education, is based on the educational philosophy of Rudolf Steiner, the founder of Anthroposophy. It's pedagogy pedagogy, I forget how to pronounce that word, strives to develop pupils' intellectual, artistic, and practical skills in an integrated and holistic manner. The cultivation of pupils' imagination and creativity in ways that serve their developmental needs is a strong focus. Individual teachers and schools have a great deal of autonomy in determining curriculum content, teaching methodology, and governance. Qualitative assessments of student work are integrated into the daily life of the classroom, with quantitative testing playing a minimum role and standardized testing usually limited to what is required to enter post-secondary education. Okay, so for all of you people that are sending your kids to public schools, government-run public indoctrination centers where they got the 1619 project and critical race theory and the whole insanity of what is happening right now in our schools. It is bananas. What is going on? I've been over it. I mean, all the Crazy Times episodes uh, were about CRT in schools and I played you a bunch of different clips from... Um, Parents and teachers that are pissed off and screaming at the school boards. It is out of control. You want to talk about communist subversion plan. You want to talk about being weakened from within. The communists aren't going to have to fight us because they're going to outsmart us. And remember remember Yuri Bezmenov said that the, 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 uh, the decline in... Uh, America on all fronts is going to be based on a lack of moral standards. And what's pushing the lack of moral standards? I don't know. Maybe your celebrities, your famous pop stars who are all monarch mind controlled in the first place. The CIA people is probably running the entire entertainment and media, mainstream media. Anything that is, happens on a television screen is probably controlled and dominated by Operation Mockingbird and your intelligence communities. Chances are, to this day. We've had the church committee on it. I've told you in a previous podcast about Frank Olson. These stories are out there. And, you know, every 20 years, new stuff gets declassified, people. You want to really know what history? You really want to know what happened in this country in the past? Go look at declassified government intelligence community documents when they are released to the public because of the Freedom of Information Act, I think. Could be wrong about that. 
And who knows how long they're going to even make that stuff available to the public as as we people start smartening up and getting into this stuff. Anyway, so let's go on. What I, what I meant real quick was that for you people that got your kids in public school right now, you know what? Do what you got to do to take them out and go send them to a private school. Maybe even a Waldorf school where they're going to get a much, much higher quality education than what you're getting in free government bullshit indoctrination center elementary, middle, and high schools in this country. Okay? Just trying to be helpful. The first Waldorf school opened in 1919 in Stuttgart, Germany. A century later, it's become the largest independent school movement in the world, with more than 1,200 independent schools and nearly 2,000 kindergartens located in 75 countries, as well as more than 500 centers for special education in more than 40 countries. There are also a number of Waldorf-based public school, charter school, and academic, as well as an active Waldorf homeschooling movement. Germany, United States, and the Netherlands are the countries with the most Waldorf schools. Um, so let's move on. Listen to this. Some Waldorf schools in English-speaking countries have met opposition due to vaccine hesitancy among the parents of some Waldorf pupils. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Differences in education standards and the mystical and antiquated nature of some of Steiner's theories, which that's not entirely incorrect. In a 2011 article, Waldorf schools were identified as a risk factor for noncompliance of measles vaccination. So, you know, part of Steiner's philosophy was very holistic. He wasn't a big fan of organized medicine, I believe. He, you know, biodynamic farming and agriculture was his deal. And, you know, he saw a more natural path to healing and medicine, like our Native American ancestors did, amongst many other civilizations that lived in where? History, people! <laughs> History! And... Maybe that could be construed as his story, meaning the story that has been told by the winners, the victors of war and conflict throughout history. Uh, Matt from the Great Deception podcast and uh, some other podcasters have been talking very, very much about who's right in our history as of late. And the word magic and the esoteric, uh, you know, influence behind some of that stuff. And I'm not going to get that deep on this podcast. If you guys want to dive down that rabbit hole, I mean, I don't know a guy who has more in-depth historical uh, information and books and stories and articles and pictures than Matt from the Great Deception Podcast. If you guys want to dive deep about history and you know, talking about the world fairs and maybe there was a great reset that happened in our past, kind of like the great reset that's about to happen in the very near future. <laughs> the world fairs, who really built all these amazing buildings that we have in, uh, throughout this country? Who built it? I mean, the tasks would be even 
nearly impossible with the modern technology we have today. So maybe there's some secret information there that's been lost or hidden. Who knows? Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so the first school based upon the ideas of Rudolf Steiner was opened in 1919 in response to a request from an Emil Molt, the owner and managing director of the Waldorf Astoria Cigarette Company in Stuttgart, Germany. This is the source, the source of the name Waldorf, which is now trademarked in some countries when used in connection with the overall method that grew out of the Waldorf School. Molt was a follower of Anthroposophy, the esoteric spiritual movement based on the notion that an objectively comprehensible spiritual realm exists and can be observed by humans. And a close confidant of Steiner, Anthroposophy's founder and spiritual leader, many of Steiner's ideas influenced uh, the pedagogy, pedagogy, whatever, of the original Waldorf school and still play a central role in the modern Waldorf classrooms. Reincarnation, karma, the existence of spiritual beings, and the idea that children are themselves spiritual beings, and the dramatic art form that he founded known as Eurythmy, which I told you about in the last episode. And after I told you guys that, I was kind of wondering if the band or the musical group, the Eurythmics, were influenced by this, perhaps. As the co-educational school also served children from outside the factory, it included children from a diverse social spectrum. It was also the first comprehensive school, serving children of all genders, abilities, and social classes in Germany. So hey, even if you uh, progressive lefties, if you don't like CRT in the 1619 Project and what they're indoctrinating into your children's brains in the public schools these days, hey... Maybe you can take your kid out and put him in a Waldorf school if you, if your philosophy and ideas about how you want your child raised line up with these ideas. Waldorf education became more widely known in Britain in 1922 through lectures Steiner gave at, the, at a conference at Oxford on educational methods. Two years later, on his final trip to Britain, uh, Steiner delivered a Waldorf teaching training class. The first school in England was founded in 1925, the first in the United States in New York City in 1928. By the 1930s, numerous schools inspired by the original and or Steiner's pedagogical, pedagogical principles had opened in Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Norway, Austria, Hungary, the United States, and England. In 1933 to 1945, political interference from the Nazi regime limited and ultimately closed most, most Waldorf schools in Europe, with the exception of the British, Swiss, and Dutch schools. The affected schools were re reopened after the Second World War, uh, though those in Soviet-dominated Eastern Germany were closed again a few years later by the Communist German Democratic Republic. Because, you know... Those Democrats, those communists, uh, maybe not Democrats, but those communists and those socialists out there, boy, they do not like the development of self. Nope. We're comrades. We're all equally miserable. We're all the proletariat. We're a number and not a name. That's communism and socialism. Is that really what you want? I don't even think you progressive lefties really understand the history of your own philosophies. You're a laughing stock. You are a joke. You are an embarrassment to America. And I would trade 
you know what? You guys want to trade teams? You guys want to go live in a communist country? I'll trade you progressive lefties out there for the democratic movement in uh, China, in Hong Kong right now, that are waving American flags that I told you about because they want what you have. Freedom. Liberty. The ability to write your own ticket by your own free will. Better start learning this stuff. You better start learning before it's too late. In North America, the number of Waldorf schools increased from nine uh, in the United States and one in Canada in 1967 to more than 200 and over 20 in Canada by the year 2021. There are currently 29 Steiner schools in the United Kingdom and three in the Republic of Ireland. After the dissolution of the Soviet Union, Waldorf schools again began to proliferate in Central and Eastern Europe. More recently, many schools have opened in Asia, especially China. There are currently over 1,200 independent Waldorf schools. So, anyway, there's a little bit of history about the Waldorf school. Uh, I find it very interesting stuff. Lots of focus on... Uh, you know, um, the readiness for formal learning, reading, writing, academics, the typical stuff. Uh, but they have an emphasis on cultivating children's emotional life and imagination as well. Storytelling, visual arts, drama, movement, vocal and instrumental music, and the crafts. I mean, this sounds like a school for democratic, tolerant, cooperative, moral people that have a sense of community and a sense of uh, responsibility to cooperate peacefully with one another. Uh, the core curriculum included language, arts, mythology, history, geography, geology, algebra, geometry, mineralogy, biology, astronomy, physics, chemistry, and nutrition. Hmm. A school day generally began with a one and a half or two hour cognitively oriented academic lesson known as the main lesson for the day that focused on a single theme over the course of about a month's time. So, you know, each month they're going over one topic, I guess, is what that means. This typically begins with introductory activities that may include singing, instrumental music, and recitations of poetry, generally including a verse written by Steiner for the start of a school day. And that reminds me of uh, you all, uh, Yuval Noah Harari's book, Sapiens, uh, when I talked about uh, where he said that human beings learn through stories and storytelling. And that's what religion does too, right? Religion is just a set of stories and parables, oral traditions, passed down through the generations. Some people think religion has been weaponized in order to control the unwashed, belligerent masses. To brainwash them into believing that they're guilty of sin and that they are inherently bad and the only way to be good and to feel good about yourself is to practice an organized religion. Some people think it's pretty fucked up. Some people love it and just they can't even look at the world without looking at it through a religious lens. There's so many different types of people and types of belief systems out there. If you want to live together peacefully and coexist peacefully, people, you better develop your ability to be tolerant of those who are different than you. Or else 
You're not even in the game. You're not even in the conversation. You're not even a citizen. You're not even a participant. You're just taking advantage, closing yourself off, being an asshole, being a part of the problem instead of being part of the solution. Quit being part of the problem. And learn how to love your neighbor as yourself. And you don't have to be religious to believe that. But if you want to live in a peaceful society, there are some certain things that you're going to have to do. Education, very important. <laughs> Education versus indoctrination, the cultivating of a, a, a self and a person's abilities and helping you become the best version of yourself, which is the opposite of what your public schools are doing. You know, people, this is the argument. You got you got to you got to stop just thinking, "Oh, my kid turns 5 years old, I can send him to school and then it's not my responsibility anymore. I don't have to worry about it, right?" The school's just going to teach him what he needs to know, and I can just go to work or I can go party. You know, I'm pissed off I had a kid in the first place. Maybe you didn't want a child and you had one anyway for whatever reason, and now you're, you know, resentful about it. You take it out on your kid. And your kid gets taught how to be a, a social justice warrior, a little progressive left-wing nut job idiot in public schools, and they go out into the world and they become, you know, Bill Ayers and uh, Michael Moore and Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert and Rachel Maddow and Don Lemon and Brian Stelter, etc., etc., etc. You know, the problem with this country Uh, I'm going to stop talking about Waldorf schools. I think I've covered everything that's uh, important and interesting about it. Yeah, so hope that uh, was interesting and informative. Uh, here's a quote by Carl Jung I wanted to share with you guys. Quote, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams. Who looks inside awakes. What do I always say on this podcast, people? It's got to start inside first. And another thing I say on this podcast is, are you woke or are you awake? One thing I know that you're not yet is a machine with machine heart and machine mind. You're a human being still. You have a capacity for love and compassion and cooperation. You have a soul. You have a spirit. And when I say that, I don't mean that in religious terms. I, I mean it, I mean love. I mean, people say God is love. God is love. It's a choice between fear and love. Some people think fear is Satan and the devil. And God is love. And some people flip that around. Some people think that God is fear. Because you must fear God. Right? So that means that Satan and the devil must be love. Right? It's logical to think that. It's just the opposite. It's just the reverse of the same thought, the same philosophy. So, 
how, how can it be illogical to think that there are people in this world that believe that Satan and the devil is love and they worship? They worship. Maybe not publicly in a, you know, Christian, Judeo-Christian and Islamic-dominated world. Maybe they practice their religion underground. Maybe they have hidden secret rules and regulations. Maybe they perform rituals, right? Who knows? I'm not trying to make you put your tinfoil hat on and go conspiracy theorist right now. I'm just saying, logically, rationally speaking, it is possible that these people exist in the world. It is illogical to believe otherwise. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up right now is because there's a lot of conversation. Especially, you know, I got this Travis Scott concert in my mind. There's a lot of conversation about these esoteric societies, secret societies, Freemasons, Rosicrucians, etc., etc., etc. Are they reptilian, Luciferian, devil worshippers, or aren't they? It's one or the other, right? Because the, the only other alternative is atheism and nihilism in the will-to-power Nietzschean world. So there's really, it's like three. It's like Democrat, Republican, uh, Libertarian, or Independent. You know, good, evil, and, you know, agnostic, atheist, believe in nothing. Because <laughs> if you can believe in something, then you can believe in nothing, right? That's logical. And if you can believe in... Something, it has to be, that something that you believe in has to be not something. Good isn't evil. Evil isn't good. They're opposites, right? They're opposing forces in conflict with one another. Just like is and is not is a philosophical conflict between two opposing forces, you know, I know, I'm getting a little deep, but I'm just trying to, you know, get you thinking outside your box, outside your reality, outside your mainstream media news propaganda, outside your church. You know, I'm not trying to tell you, don't go believe in God. If you're a Christian or whatever, is if you're a Muslim, then continue believing in your religion. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm just saying, I want everyone, I want my listeners, at least, to consider... The fact that some of these things are real and exist in real life. Okay? That's all. Let's move on. So I want to play something for you that I have played for you in a previous podcast. And as I've been doing this show today and my last show, Idiocracy and Anthroposophy, uh, I was thinking about this. I think I mentioned it actually in the last episode. Uh, when I was talking about that Charlie Chaplin Great Dictator movie speech he gave, where he says, you are not machines with machine hearts and machine minds. You are men. And he gives a very, you know, amazing speech that, you know, maybe in the future some revolutionary is going to give a speech like this when he's rallying his troops to go fight the good fight. Who knows? 
you know? This show today, I played you guys my song, Untitled Fight Song. There's a little bit of revolutionary in my voice and in my mind today when I'm doing this show. You know, I'm not, I don't want you guys to be violent. I don't want my listeners, don't be violent. I'm not talking about violent revolution. I'm talking about peaceful revolution. It is possible. It is possible. And if you think it's not, then you need to get back to your studying. You got to get back in the books. You got to get back into your quest toward enlightenment. Because violence is not the answer. And if anybody takes my words and misconstrues them and twists them around and says that, you know, I'm influencing some radicalized person out there in the world to go commit some ungodly violent act, bullshit. I'm telling you right here and now, people, bullshit. I don't condone it. I don't believe in it. I think it's hilarious. You lefties think that libertarians are these super right, far right wing, white supremacist, asshole, racist, misogynistic, whatever your left wing propaganda uh, tries to get you to believe. But have you heard of the non-aggression principle? We call it the NAP. Non-aggression principle. If you're a real libertarian... Who believes in libertarianism? <laughs> You're going to believe in nonviolence, believe it or not. You think I'm kidding? You think I'm joking? Go do some research. Go find out. Go find out how many different factions and disagreements there are in the libertarian community. <laughs> oh boy. I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready. It's part of the reason why I don't like to call myself a libertarian anymore. Just because I like some of the philosophies and the ideas doesn't mean I have to identify in a group party. No, 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 no. Stop the herd mentality. Stop the tribalism. You got to get rid of that shit. You got to start your quest. You got to discover it. And, you know, it has to start inside first. You have to consciously desire to go seek out information in the hopes of arriving at Truth. Be the change you want to see in the world, right? I know it's cliche, but that's why they call truisms truisms. Because they always have a way of remaining true. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you guys want to merge with machines and, you know, let Elon Musk put... put Fucking Neuralink in the side of your head. Slowly but surely turning us into immortal gods, perhaps. Is that the things of Satan and the devil? Is that really the antichrist that the Christians think is coming? Who knows? You know, I've said it before. Some people think they're getting microchipped by the government in this, you know, new FEMA concentration camp, prison planet world that might be upon us, uh, is the mark of the beast in the book, from the book of Revelations. Book of Revelations has a lot of good stuff in it if you really want. If you really want to dive into anything Christian in your life, dive into the book of Revelations. 
Woo! Get ready. Hold on to your hats. Buckle up. Strap on your seatbelts, people. That is a wild ride. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's, uh, let's get on with it. Here's that Charlie Chaplin speech from the movie The Great Dictator, or The Dictator, I forget. Old school, I think it was from like the 20s or 30s. I don't know, I'm probably getting all the dates and names wrong. I should have looked into it before I decided to play it, but here we go. Take a listen to this, and when you listen to this, people, I want you to think about my last episode. I want you to think about this conflict of the compa- the capacity for love and the, compa- the capacity for compassion, the soul, the spirit, the human energy versus this machine that is has no soul and feels no pain and feels no remorse and is a psychopathic, narcissistic, demo, uh, demagogue, megalomaniac entity that I believe some of these 0.1% richest, most powerful world planning, decision making, big club members in this world are actually trying to achieve. You got people in these secret societies from a hundred years ago warning you about we're going to extinguish the soul energy with medicine. You got George Orwell and Huxley telling you that, you know, painless concentration camp, we're going to take your freedoms away, but you're going to rather enjoy it because you're going to be lulled to sleep by media manipulation enhanced by pharmacological methods. People, do you see how all this stuff connects? It all ties in. They're all talking, all these old school dudes are talking about the same human story. From birth to death on this planet. And what may or may not lie beyond. So in the spirit of all that, I give you Charlie Chaplin. From pretty much a hundred years ago now. Here we go. I'm sorry. But I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, 
Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then, in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! This has been episode 67 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Thank you. Good night. I love you guys. We'll see you next time.